This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. A lot going on in our program today, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being with us. Kelly and Rumya. And folks, for those of you celebrating a every four-year birthday, I always think there's got to be those people who are not really birthday people who absolutely love the leap day because they can just, you know, yeah, all the attention bestowed upon them, which probably is a lot because everybody's used to doing it every year for everybody else. You know, it kind of gets humdrum, tired. But for people on a leap year, you're just sort of like, wow, we don't get to spoil you like this. And if you're someone who hates birthdays, it's just enough. Now, unfortunately, if you were born on a leap year and you like birthdays, I know you're working it and having a great time either on the 1st of March or on February 28th, making sure every year it gets worked in. And, you know, just telling the story, you know, I, I am a leap year baby. If you had a brother like mine, he'd say, well, you know, man, I'll catch you on your birthday for with a gift. Yeah, but but it is my birthday. No, 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 your birthday's in three years. I'll catch you then. Ladies and gentlemen, we get an opportunity Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at the uh, beginning of our first hour to visit with our community reporters. However, sometimes we got to move people around, and our next community reporter, what we got up today on a Thursday, we unfortunately had to, had to miss her segment last week week, I think it was, Julie. Welcome back to the program as we settle in with Julie Martin, our community reporter from Pictou County, Nova Scotia. Uh, Julie, hope everything's well. Everything is really well. How are you, Kelly? Oh, I feel great. And here I've got to boast. I mean, we've got a beautiful sunny day. It's cold, but they say once again, the warmth is coming our way versus all that snow you guys have t- stolen from all of us uh, here for, for your winter. We have so much snow, and we still have a lot of snow. It's crazy wow. out there. How do, what do they do but with it, Julie? What, like, what's the really plan? Important. You forgot something really important about leap year, Kelly. Oh, what's that, Julie? This is the one day of the year when I was growing up that ladies were allowed to, it was acceptable for us to propose marriage to oh, our... right. Yeah. Did you yes, receive yes, any yes. marriage proposals today, N- Kelly? No, no, I've been good. How about you, Julie? <laughs> oh, I'm already married, honey. I know you'd get in trouble if anyone, you know, was like, hey, yeah. oh my yeah. goodness, I I forgot about that. that. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Um, have you ever known anyone who, who had taken advantage of that and, and did the proposal? No, I don't. I don't actually. No, yeah. not personally. But it's a pretty cool thing back in the day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's really cool. Good That's tradition. and that is that is an old tradition. Uh, look, we is. were just talking about food with Mary. You're going to take this in a different direction. Growing your own food on a budget. Interesting. Yes. This is one of the amazing programs that the library is initiating this month. So um, it's at the Westville Library. Um, help me with the date, Kelly, March 15th. March 15th. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes, let me see on the 15th. Um, yeah, at 1.30 p.m. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, again, growing your own food on a budget. So even if you don't have the space to do a full-on vegetable garden, you can do microgreens in your, on your windowsill. You can do it on your balcony. Yeah. You can put plant pots on your deck. Whatever you have, 
Um, and right now with the way that food is, it's healthier and it's less expensive or much better. Um, so um, I would suggest you can contact Westville Direct or you can call headquarters at um, 902-755-6031 to register for any program with the Picto Antigonish Regional Library. That's amazing. I love the idea of it. And because so many of us are struggling, so many of us are getting frustrated. And this is a twofold thing, Julie, because not only do you maybe think that you can find a way to save a little bit of money, but you get to mess around and do something that is a lot of fun taking care and, and you know, creating your own, <laughs> your, your own menu almost in certain ways and saying, hey, you know, I want to do this. Um, we're going to continue on the same theme is somewhat in the way of making your own you know, DIY cleaners. This is another yes. one interesting that I know through the pandemic, we'd hear a lot about people trying to find those substitutes when we couldn't find things. Yes, and not only when we can't find things, but, you know, people have allergies, like certain contact um, dermatitis with certain um, chemicals and products, and we don't all want to be breathing in the yeah. chemicals that are included in, in cleaning products is it so this is a perfect way to make inexpensive home um, products that are not only environmentally friendly but friendly for those of us that are using them and we're breathing in these chemicals so this is again another fabulous program that skeleton library is putting on and again, to register for that, it's 902-755-6031. Uh, um, and um, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, Julie, it's Ramya. Oh, hey. I'm back. Hi. Um, I Hi. just wanted to say, like, it's becoming more of a topic of conversation now, right? Having, uh, yes. you know, less toxic or more DIY cleaning options around and available for yeah. you. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were discussing um, since the, the pandemic because I... so many people needed to find a way to, mm. to, 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 to repurpose. Go ahead about your friend, Joel. Yeah. Um, no, I personally make um, dryer balls out of pure wool. And they're quite oh. expensive if you buy them from the farmer's market. But I yeah. buy a ball of wool or, or a skin of wool uh -huh. and I, I can get... Um, 10 balls, 10 dryer balls out of one skin that cost me $10. Mm. And That's I wild. give them away as gifts because it, you're not using the chemicals of dryer sheets and it really does dry your clothes quicker. So you're using less power as well. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, not just really the environment, it's, yeah, yeah it's all yeah. around energy saving for sure. When it comes to like um, washers and dryers too, you're also talking about protecting the machines from some of these things. I read an article about yeah. what these dryer sheets do to your actual dryers and it's pretty horrendous. It is. It's crazy when you start delving into all these things mm. that the adverse effects that things like that can have. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but I really want to talk about um, those are just two programs um, out of the 120-plus programs available in Antigonish and Pictou County 
um, libraries uh, for March. And we have a fund right now, or sorry, the Nova Scotia government is funding a library development plan. And it's through the community of, sorry, the Department of Community, Culture, Heritage and Tourism. And I heard this morning in Coffee Time, Newfoundland Coffee Time with Dion, that they were told that Newfoundland just received from their government $600,000 to ensure that their libraries wow. are accessible um, with equipment and their space. And I know that um, New Brunswick is doing the same and Prince Edward Island is doing the same. And it's mm -hmm. my understanding that it's right across the country. This is going with the libraries. So they are providing Daisy Players and Envoy Connects and Victory to Streams. And on Monday, we did a full day pottery workshop that was funded through this grant. Nice. Um, I've applied I, I for funding it. to do a dance um, workshop, uh, like a month of dance lessons for the people with sight loss. So the money is there, guys. The funding through the government is there. Go talk to your library headquarters. Let them know what you would like to see program-wise for accessibility and programs for people with sight loss. And if you need any help, please get a hold of me. I'd be more than willing to put you in contact with the right person in your province or let you know what programs are working in our ideas for you to get ideas from, or in our community, sorry, for you to get the ideas from. Anything I can do to help, please get a hold of me through AMI. I, I'm more than happy to help. It's interesting because so many of these, um, what you just said in the way of the amount of money, obviously, is, is great. But you think about where we're getting to that piece where it's wonderful when a library system has one location you can go to and use this stuff. It's better if you have two locations that you can go. It's better if all the libraries in a community have a good chunk of this accessibility. And I like yeah. to see or imagine that's what's going on. I think of a city like London here where, you know, hey, how many of our libraries could I go and use a Victor Reader Stream? How many of them have them? Do any? Does everybody who needs that accessibility have to go to the downtown library? or which one. And I think, Julie, that's what this kind of funding is for, as well as putting on different events, whether it's the pottery, whether it's dancing. I really like the idea of stuff where people have it in their neighborhood. None of this, well, you have to go here to get access. Yeah, and how do you get there? And that's one of the things that our library headquarters ensures when we apply for the grants, is that we have funding for transportation because we don't have public transportation. So we right. can come up with as many ideas and programs as we like, but if people can't get there, what's the point? So, you know, there's so many different things that go into it. And I just love that all the libraries across the country are getting on board with this accessibility program. It makes my heart beam. Mm -hmm. I'm just thrilled, yeah. So here's here's an outside question for you, Julie. I'm curious. We at the top, I was asking you about the snow. How is that affecting those in the disability community? We have a couple of moments, and I'm just kind of curious what you've heard, uh, especially our, whether it be our friends in wheelchairs or our, our white cane users or guide dog users. Anything that you've heard, especially with the huge amounts, because this is just an abnormal situation. Oh, it, it's just ridiculous. Um, 
I mean, we struggle to navigate our way around because we are a poor province, so our sidewalks and streets are in disrepair. But I'm telling you, the work that our public works and the amount of time and effort they're putting in to make sure that we can still access certain things, you know, like even getting out of your vehicle when you park uh, downtown, that you don't have a great big snowbank to climb over. Um, they're all cleared. Our trails and um, through the woods and, and around the lakes and all the rest of it are groomed so that we can go for a safe walk. Um, I'm so fortunate that I live in Pictou County. I can't even begin to tell you. They are amazing. They really stand behind the fact that we are an aging well together community and ensure yeah. that it's accessible for everybody. Yeah. I love it. I love it, Julie. Thank you. It's been something, of course, you guys have been on our mind, everybody out there with what they're dealing with. Um, I know London being in the, quote, snow belt, unquote, which doesn't seem so true anymore in this part of southwestern Ontario with everything changing. But I remember those days just trying to get out, just trying to yeah. get and, and we were used to it. But you're talking unprecedented snow. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, we'll guys. talk to Happy you next Easter. month. Thank you. Yes. We'll talk to you next month on the program. Community reporter Julie Martin joining us, bringing us the latest news and events from uh, Pictou County, Nova Scotia. We We're step aside for... Oh, okay, uh, so you uh, are there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had one plan and now another one proceeds. Uh, we're going to take a break, though. We're going to come back and do the roundtable, as we usually do on Thursdays. So stick around for some interesting variety of conversation in this one. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.